Hey there, thanks for tuning in to Something New Every Week with your host, me, Jason Group. Each week, I'm going to give you something new that's happening in our photographic world, just some great conversations with my friends, and what's going on right now. Something New Every Week is sponsored by Miller's Lab. Miller's Professional Imaging is the largest professional lab organization in the United States. They provide professional prints and press products for professional photographers in all 50 states and Canada. And they're just a great company. If you don't know them, go check them out, millerslab.com. Oh man, man, oh man, oh man. Here we are. It is the earliest podcast I've ever recorded at the the witching hour or early hour of 9 a.m., which really isn't that early. But since the pandemic, I don't know if I've started this early since since I began. So anyway, uh, you won't be listening to this at 9 a.m. for those of you who are listening, but I have a really great guest today who's a super duper busy guy, and I have a feeling he's a morning person, and uh, that's why we had to do it this early. So I'm excited to have on this week Nathan Loker. Nathan, say hello. I did say your name, last name right, right? Yeah, yeah Loker, yep. Okay. Nathan, it's great to have you here today. Thank you. Great to be here as well. Yeah. Uh, so Nathan is a, uh, mainly, uh, he, he's a photographer based in Effingham, Illinois. I got that part right. Based in Effingham, Illinois. And he's not too far from me. We've yet to get together with just one since I've moved here, but, uh, is a very, I'm excited to interview you today because, uh, you're an interesting person. There's no moss growing under you at all. And I've really, really enjoyed watching you grow over the last couple of years. And you really have been one of those photographers who has gone from, you know, I have this passion in photography to really, really crushing it the last few years. And um, you even spoke at and taught at, at Sync last year. I, I, I get, I, I'm proud of you. I don't know what else to say. Like, yeah, I don't, thank yeah. you. Let's start with... Tell me, tell me about, let's start at the beginning. So tell me the beginning, Nathan, in, in your journey into photography. Let's start there. Yeah. So my beginning is one of those things that are random because I didn't actually expect to go into photography. I was actually went to school at St. Louis Christian College to be a youth minister. So my life has just kind of like been on a river course. Like you just kind of go with the flow and see where you go. So I, I go into youth ministry. I'm working a little bit here and there. Nothing's full time yet. I actually found another guy to work with 20 to 30 hours a week mowing just to make the other ends meet hmm. and then pick up a camera. And I'm like, Hey, I have no money. Let's buy an $800 camera and see where this goes. Just cause I take a picture. So poor guy. Yeah. It makes, it makes total sense. You graduate college, no money, get buy an $800 camera. Cause that's what millennials do. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I just been on this journey and I started taking some pictures and I was frustrated because my mind actually started learning it backwards. I kept thinking F18 was like supposed to be like F1.6. Mm. And so like I was just getting so frustrated and my competitive nature was coming out. So like instead of just getting angry and giving up, my competitive nature took over and said, hey, we're going to figure this out. And from then on, it was just one of those things that just kind of one thing led to the next. So like actually when I was in college, I started learning how to build computers. And I went to my IT guy. I said, hey, I want to work here. And he goes, why? And I said, because I don't know what a seller on processor is. And he's like, sweet, you're hired. And I'm like, what in the world? I'll take it. <laughs> so actually just some of that knowledge I learned there from building computers led into technology, led in my love just for gaming and video stuff and tech. I mean, just 
one thing led to the next. Like I said, it's just, I'm like on a river and I just kind of go with the flow. And so I started picking up that camera, started shooting. Uh, someone's like, you can actually make some money doing this. And I was like, so we, I'll charge 40 bucks. Cause you know, when you're poor, 40 bucks was a lot. And <laughs> again, I it's, it's like, still a lot. Yeah. You're poor so or not. I, yeah. So I pick up this camera, start shooting 40 bucks. And I, after a while you just sit there and think like, this isn't profitable. I have one lady that uh, I did some pictures for her son and I said, here's $75 for whatever. And she goes, I just want to be honest with you. This, I don't know how you're making money and I don't know how you're going to survive. And she said <laughs> it in the most nice way. So I charged her 75. She gave me 150. And that was, I was like blown away. I'm like, what mm. is happening? So, you know, my journey just started just really unique. It just kind of found a passion. I've always loved to draw cartoons and I guess kind of works with my animation and weird personality, but it, it just has all flown smoothly, I guess, just from a competitive nature and just kind of pursued it that route. So had no intentions and one day here I am. So it's, there you go. Yeah. And, and so, and I think the thing that I find super interesting about you is there's a few things. You seem to, uh, at least early in the career, it seemed almost like you're talking about like it's all side hustles, right? So like you're doing this, you're doing that, and you're piecing together a living. You also have a family. Uh, you've, you're raising two beautiful kids. I know that that was also a big part of what you were doing where you were, you were the main caretaker for yeah. at least the last couple of years. And, you know, you would make jokes about that, but you know, there was always this hustle going on, which, which I've really admired with you. So you, you would find these things and you would do them. And, and then now you've built it into a career and you have spent the time also honing your craft. And the work that you've been posting recently is, has really been beautiful and you've been doing an amazing job. Thank you. But you always do it with a very positive attitude, which, Kind of leads me to you're very you have deep faith and you're very you're I don't know what the right word is uh, you're a religious person and um, I see that kind of flow throughout everything that you do and I admire that I'm not a religious person and I I admire people who use that as their strength and I see that in you and and from afar I really admire that because it it drives everything you do yeah thank you yeah it's I think one of the things that when I look at my life, there's so much hurt. There's so much brokenness. There's so much evil. There's so much competitive competitiveness, jealousy. I mean, and, and coming up in my life, I just wanted to bring out like my inner, I think my inner core um, is joy and I don't want to see anyone hurting. And um, you just want to make someone smile, even if you don't know them, because I know what it's like to be an introvert, which is crazy enough and odd enough to know how, uh, alone with that, that we can be as people. And so when you go to workshops or you go hang out at places, it's, you see those people that were you, that were where you were and you want to make them smile and give them hope and positive outlook on life and just give them that opportunity to be alive. Because the biggest regret that we can have is we get to the end of our life and we say, I wish I did this and I wish I did that. And I hope that when people look at me that they can see like there's purpose and there's hope beyond, you know, than what the, throw blogs and what people throw our way. So hopefully, hopefully that's kind of what people are seeing as well. <laughs> well. Yeah. And I think that's the thing that I I admire about people who follow their faith and use it as strength. 
Uh, I, I, my wife is, is, is somewhat religious person and it, it drives her as well. And it's just never been my thing, but I, I admire it from afar, I guess would be the way I would say it and, and love the way that, that, that people do that. And you, you also have another side hustle that I, I want to just briefly chat about that yeah. you, you continue. So, um, you enjoy the deep love of barbecue that I do and cooking and you created a whole brand of spices and rubs and this is all going on while and, and I just need to paint the picture because if you don't know Nathan it's like watching a ping pong ball on his Facebook page because it's like <laughs> all right don't forget to buy some more of the, the, his barbecue spice brands which please everyone who's listening go buy some of his spices they're delicious um yeah. uh I just just made made a new rub. You guys should go check it out. And he has a Facebook group dedicated to it, which is a really really fun group. And and this is while you're taking care of your kids and oh also building your business at the same time. It's crazy. I mean, well, you're a young person, so I can. This is the hustle, right? Yeah. So tell me about tell me about Holy Smokers and the that like how that all happened. Yeah. So about, I mean, I've enjoyed cooking my whole life. I remember growing up, my dad was always like, you're going to go outside and work, which is great. But then being a middle child, I'm the third of four kids, my sister being older than I, and she's the one always indoors. So we would go in as well. And we just could cook. My mom would teach us things here and there. And from then I went to our gas grill uh, and just started learning that little bit of journey and didn't think much of it, went to college. And the odd thing, a lot of kids ask for certain things, ask for pots and pans so I can cook. Weird, I know. Just again, I'm just random. Didn't ask for. I guess I just was very uh, basic in the things I asked for on that. But then, you know, of course, as I continue to, you know, follow the river and the journey of life, I realize that I really do like cooking. I want to really focus on that journey as well. Because what better not to do? We eat three times a day. Sometimes, if we break it down, maybe five, depending on the food plans that we're doing. And so I'm just like, well, I, I want to follow this journey of food and really dig into some more, you know, research after research after research, started putting together some things. So about two, two and a half years ago, I tried to create a Facebook group called Backyard Pellet Smoker One so I can sell pellet smokers ah. so that I can help fund a journey uh, of our adoption, which I'll kind of get into in a little bit. And a lot of those companies wanted me to go to retail. I'm like, you do know this is 2018, 2019. We can sell these online. People people pick them up in a garage and it'll be fine. But they wanted me to go retail in a business. And I'm like, I get it, but I'm going to be paying more out for retail locations than for these smokers. So I was like, forget it. So, you know, one company shuts you down, the next one does. And I'm like, whatever, I'll just go the route of food that I've always enjoyed anyways. And so that's where I started, you know, putting together the Holy Smokers Rep Company. I wanted to call it something else, but it was already LOC because I always like to say, holy smokes. Um, and so I had to change, you know, to holy smokers. And then because of that, I had to change a few other things and call it a rub company when I finally got LLC so that no one else can take my name. So I created that journey to help raise the funds for our adoption. My wife and I already have two beautiful kids. One's nine and one's five. Mind blowing how fast time goes. Mm-hmm. You just snap your fingers and it's there. But when we were first married, I always told her I just knew we, we needed to adopt and she wasn't quite there at first, but as she sat on it more, like she is, you know, all for it. She's the organizer and details person. Uh, she, she is the, the the foundation of all that, helping us get that going. So, uh-huh. um, one thing that I've learned is these things aren't cheap internationally or or nationally, and we want to create this 
company to help raise those funds. But from this company, as our funds are raised, we want to be able to give back to others who are adopting them. Eventually, we'll set up a platform where people can fill out an application. We'll have a little board that chooses. But that's just kind of where the life of that went. And because of photography, I'm able to create a background of marketing business structure and with my ADHD mind bouncing back and forth, I'm able to put those things together here and then I'll go over here and do a job. And then I'll talk to another buddy who hooked me up with an art designer. And then I'd go over here and work on that. And then I come back and then I go play with my kids. And then I go take her up to the uh, USPS. And then I come back and play again. And then I'm at the park. And then I, so I'm all over the place. Like you said, I, I am. It, it, my life is exhausting. <laughs> I put it in a calendar and I still miss things, which is terrible. But, but you know, that's just kind of the journey of, kind of why we went that ba- uh, barbecue way and I'm, I'm pretty thankful for it like i actually thought you know this side hustle will be way easier but i'm reminded again that every business has 30 jobs underneath it and everyone takes time so like what i thought would be an easy side hustle to get going you know took a little bit longer but i guess that's that's part of life and journey and applying things and finding value in what you do and and setting it forth so that's 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 a quick side story of that yeah it's a, it's a great business and you, you know the benefit is the people who buy your rubs get some delicious rubs as a result of it. Yeah. I don't know how you do it. Uh and you know you've created some great branding around it and it's for a great cause and it's wonderful that you guys want to adopt. I have a cousin who uh has two natural born kids and he adopted five kids from different places oh. in the world. And wow. uh, we can talk offline about that. I don't know if he can provide any help for you down the road, but um, his family is a, is a tribe. It is absolutely the most beautiful family in the world. And uh, he has kids leaving for college now. And it's amazing to see their journey. And uh, he's done well for himself. And he's, 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 you know, used those funds to, you know, create this beautiful family and help, and help these people. And it it is amazing. It's an amazing journey for people to do. And I wish you the best with it. I'm there to support you with all the barbecue rub I can buy. There we go. (laughs) Yeah, I'll never complain about that. But, you know, I I think I've made some of the best rubs out there. You know, a little biased, yes, but I made them towards my palate tasting. So, Mm -hmm. of course, I make them for that. So, if everyone else likes them. And I know they like what I like, so that's always that's always fun. <laughs> I, I like that they they definitely have a very uh, St. Louis uh, Midwest feel to them. In that um, they're a little sweeter, which is the mm-hmm. thing that I found about food here in the Midwest, or at least in the St. Louis area. Uh, the, the 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 I'm sorry the the rubs and the the sauces are generally have a little bit more sweetness to it. Me yeah. being the bitter New Yorker prefers <laughs> things that are a little more salty to the taste, and a but um, yeah, it, 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 so yeah, that's and and super spicy, which is not your rubs. Yeah, but, yeah. Anyway, uh, so you're doing this while you're building your photography business and taking care of your family. And the one thing that I noticed this year, and you did this, and I want want you to speak to it a little bit, is. When you taught, you talked about the goals that you set and the plans that you've made for your business. And I think this is the reason why your success is going to continue to skyrocket because, and, and truth be told, I, I am not good at this. And I think people can learn a lot from you in that you're a planner and you decide how you want to do something 
you set goals for yourself. And I think, again, this comes from your faith is you, you, you introspectively decide what you want, what your ask is from your business. And then you put it on paper and you make yeah. yourself accountable for it. And I know I'm dumbing it down and it sounds just simple. Like this is what everybody should do. But if I did a poll of a dozen photographers, I guarantee you only two people would say that they do this. Well, no. it worded the right way in, in just tricking them into answering the question. Because every photographer is going to say, oh, I plan everything. I'm one yeah. of the photographers that will be honest with you and say I never plan everything. I'm an idea guy that just bounces around. But you take those ideas and you, and you, and you pop into them a little bit. So tell me, tell me a little bit about that and that planning. And, 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 and it, remember you put it out there. I want to hear about that. Yeah. So I've been a Salem father for this is going on my 10th year. And I remember when my wife went back to work, I was the one that got up every night with the child and, you know, changed them so that she can work. She was a main financial planner or provider because I wasn't able to do anything at that point. My photography business didn't take off. I was working 20, well, excuse me, 20 hours a week mowing and working 30 hours a week at a church. Mm. Uh, and nothing was really coming in. I remember you know, when my daughter was born, uh, somehow, even though we were making poverty level, they said that we didn't make enough to have financial help. And I still don't even know where we came up with sixteen to 17000 to pay for our daughter. And it was just one of those things that, like, for me, I know God provides, but also the other thing, like, the doors that are open in front of me. And so being a non-organizer, my professor in college said, hey, when you're going to this church to work, you need to talk to them about administrative skills. That word was so low on my totem pole that I had no clue what it even was. I remember looking at him and just laughing, saying, awesome, dude. <laughs> Go to the church and have no clue. And so when I went to the church world and that scored so low, it started hitting me like, I need to, I need to do something. You know, because, again, my competitive nature jumps out and says, you can't just do nothing. you got to do something and put something into play. And so over the journey of, you know, being a stone father and learning what it means to raise a kid and then you know, spending time with them. The, the one thing that comes to me is the word value. Mm -hmm. That's the number one thing that's going to work for your business. If people don't value you, they won't pay for you. So my number one value is my family and time. And so I set up a business over the years. And yes, there's ups and downs because you're like, well, this person didn't choose me and this one did. And then like this person that you thought was going to choose you goes to someone else. And like, it's just about the money. Well, it's not about the money. It's about value. And so when I created an understanding of what value was, I was able to organize my life because with value, I can set a game plan. Like you said, uh, sometimes because as I'm a visual hands-on learner, I write my game plan down like 20 times a year. So I've got my revenues goals in front of me. It's just a little note card that I've wrote on it 25 times. And sometimes I'll sit down later and rewrite it again. So I set goals. And as I've created these goals, I know I won't only shoot this many seniors because of based on time and experience of the years, I know how much I can handle now raising two kids, working in adoption, working all the fundraisers for an adoption, working a barbecue company. And which, again, like I said before, each company, we all know there's like 26 jobs, but we physically as a small business have to put ourselves in 26 different positions. Right. And so it's not just like, hey, I got a job. It's I've got a business with 26 jobs on one and 26 on the other. That's a little far-fetched. Maybe it's not 26, but we get the concept. And so- yeah. I've learned to say, I'm only going to do this. I'm going to raise my prices to this, not because I'm cocky or I think I'm better than anyone. It's because I know what I need to provide and I'm going to value myself enough because honestly, I don't want to go out and make two or $300 and 
and it'd be the worst session of your life because ever you typically the people who spend between a hundred to six hundred dollars are the bottom feeders who are coupon clippers. Mm-hmm. They will coupon clip you out of your life asking for every uh, discount that they can possibly get. I would rather not deal with that mm. and play with my kids and be with my wife than you know spend two, three, four hours dealing with that se- session and then dealing with them for hours later trying to deliver upon what you feel like you've set the bar in your business. So uh, literally my goal right now is mega small. I said about my, my high end goal is about 25 seniors, which doesn't sound like a lot for a lot mm-hmm. of people. But if you set a goal of $2,500 to $3,500 sales average for that many people, um, 10 eighth graders, I do volume and cheer studios. If I hit about three to 400 athletes on that at a $50 average, Travel League, same concept, about two or 300 kids at a $60 average. I'm looking at my notes right now. Schools, if I hit about 300 kids in private schools, which they spend better and you have a better return rate, you can involve yourself with them. If I have about that many kids, an average about $52 a kid on that. Real estate, here it's awful, but if I get one a month, that's 12 a year at $200 a pop. Some people may say no, but you're in and out in 30 minutes, and that's 2400 bucks. Headshots, again, my area is very small country-ish. I may get 10 a year. And then I do an high-end experience Santa Santa experience. So I get one or two of those at an average about $2,200 to $2,500. Mm. And then my team model team, which is just kind of a branch off. It's my marketing platform I've designed. Mm-hmm. Basically, I'm getting paid to market to younger kids. They want free shoots, but I brand it to where they pay me for it. And then as I'm marketing and using those images, now I've got kids from 8th, 9th, 10th, 11th grades marketing for me eventually for senior portraits Mm -hmm. so now i'm not paying for really like those ads that go everywhere they are the ones seeing my stuff they're posting about it on social media so when you add all that up on the basics of part-time i average about 15 20 hours tops a week in my my uh photography business and it will pull in about 75,000. i'll clear about 55 percent of it because i have a home-based residential studio key wording for me is key so I name it residential, not just a home studio to scare people off, but like wording and your designs and having things in place from your magazines, your pricing, your your studio hours. People email me or they call me. I won't answer till 10 a.m. One, because my family's first. That's the mm-hmm. value. So I've got business things and structures in place. So when 10 o'clock happens, when, when someone calls or whatever, like I've got those things in place so that I can say, here's my foundation. And if they don't like it, or if they want me to work on a weekend, I get it. That's their free time, but they take time off to do other things as well. So if they value it, they'll do it. So for me to keep things in place, it just comes down to that single word of value. Um, every year I create a new word for me to kind of run off with. And this year I've kind of blended last year's and this year's, but this year is more of so like focus because I am ADHD and I am doing 20 million things and all these fundraisers like, one of the things I did last year because of COVID and, and people panic and I get it. I started working for a tree guy, cutting trees and that type of stuff to raise extra funds for my daughter uh, that we're adopting. And then I was mowing two or three, four yards. And then I was still doing my rub company and running a Facebook group that's markets my rubs, even though it's a different name on a different platform and I'm doing photography and I was all over. And at the end of the year, I had to sit down and say, focus, what is value? And so when you I have applied and put those things in place and I was able to focus, of course, with that word and understand what my why is, realign where I know the river, like I said, I like to be on is kind of all over the place and I'm kind of sporadic as a person in nature and I want to do the fun things. 
but I do have to realize that my family comes first. Mm. So with all those structures and all those things in place, that is what's helped me be successful because literally, I, I'll just be honest, I look at my calendar a week ago, not one shoot on it, and I am happy because I got to spend that whole time with my family and know that I'm doing the details work right. behind the computer to book those extra seniors or extra jobs. And I'm actually above and beyond by a couple of jobs this year than I was last year at this time. So you have to have like that, that focus, that faith, that drive, that structure and plans in place, because if you don't think about it and I get it, we're 90% of artists, photographers are artists mind. We, we aren't business minded. And so like no. to be able to fight that, we have to force ourselves into that structure thing. And I'm not, I'm the, just as bad as anyone else. So, Yes, but you you found a way to work for it. And gosh, there's so much to unpack on what you just said that we need to do in six minutes. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. Focus, drive, cool. focus, drive, faith, structure. That's yeah. going to be the title of this podcast. There focus, faith, drive, structure. That this is mind-blowing. And like I know that it sounds really simple, but people like stop the podcast right now and just go back and listen to the last two minutes of what he just said. It's, and again, as, as artists, we're not the greatest business people in the world, but we are the greatest idea people. And it's those ideas. If we use those ideas to drive and build a structure around it, that's where the successful people are. And I've seen this over and over and over again, that we, you have to find a frame to, to build around those ideas and then decide backing that up again, really how much money do I need to make? And, you know, it's different for everybody. If we live in the Midwest, we don't need to make as much money. If we live on the coast, we need to make a lot more money. And, you know, pricing usually, you know, is in that category too. People make more money. I forgot to say this. Like the other thing is, is success. Like, People, I was told I didn't get invited to a workshop once because I didn't shoot enough seniors. But at the same time, I'm like, but you're also shot this many years, made this much money, and where is it at? Because you spent it all. Like redefining what success is, Mm -hmm. is that drive to what your family needs and provides. Like, I don't need 100 seniors. Would it be great? Yeah. Right. But I also am fairly smart with my money over time because I've learned through not having much growing up. And learning to ask questions. There's never a wrong question to ask. If you don't know the answer, ask away. And so I've asked many of people who are very much smarter than me. As you can tell, I can't speak a right sentence because I'm bad at English. But you have to humble yourself and ask those people and say, I don't understand this. Can you help me? And they have helped me do you know so much with the basics that I have made over the years. Like I said, my business hasn't really exploded until the last three, four, five years. Because the first five or six was building, branding, getting out of debt, learning what I did wrong and understanding what success was. Right. And like I said, you can have a half million dollar business and that can be successful. But if your life is miserable, you're unsuccessful. Right. I can have a $50,000 studio and clear that and be called a successful studio because I can invest every penny of it and know what I'm doing with it and be a millionaire by the time I'm 50. Right. And because I've done the right things and have just as much happier life than anyone else who's having a half million dollar studio. And I don't have the headache of overhead, hiring, firing, all that stuff. 
So right, and yeah. you've 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 set goals for yourself that are also rea- realistic as well. I'm going to make fifty thousand dollars this year, <laughs> or whatever the number is, and you've built it in a way that's attainable. Where so many of us will say, you know, I need to make a quarter million dollars this year, and you don't even come close. Even you don't even hit six figures. You're saying, and and you know the way you broke it down was was really brilliant in that like. I want to do some headshots. I want to do some high school seniors. I'm going to build my inf- my my model influencer program, and you know this this and this. And I want to make this much in each one of these things. And this is how yep. I'm going to reach this number. And I think that we don't spend a lot of time doing that. Saying you know, okay, well, I want to do ten headshots a year. The area that I live in, that's probably just the reality of what I'm going to get. And this is how I'm going to focus on getting those 10 headshots. For this, it's going to build my marketing and I'm going to spend the money on this instead of buying Facebook ads. I believe in a different approach in that. I like to buy Facebook ads and then build stuff around it. But I also believe in the in the model influencer program as well. However, yeah. in your area, that's a little more rural. Yep. It's going to be easier to reach that audience in some cases, right? And and then you know the the volume stuff and the sports uh, stuff I, I find to be just a very attractive business as well that more people are getting into as well. So that leads me into the next question. You are actually teaching some workshops coming up, right? You have something going on with Josh Hanna in a couple yeah. a couple of weeks, right? Yeah, actually, uh, well, yeah, August twenty fourth and twenty fifth will be in Ohio. At Nikki Huppard Studio, Josh Hanna and I will be in. Uh, it's going to be a blast. We're we're calling it All Sports, which mm. is LL All Lighting. Wow, I can't even speak it. <laughs> Athletic Lighting on Location ah. is what we're doing. So we're going to kind of teach, depending on the structure of each one, volume sports, a little bit of lighting, or this one's really going to be geared towards sports lighting on location for high school seniors. Business structure, we're going to have a day on business structure, editing, sales, consults, all those things. So. It's going to be pretty cool. And one just breaking down Josh Hanna's mind is just endless. I've been around and had a lot of workshops and I'm always blown away. Like, how did you, and you just, but I do, and what? And yeah, (laughs) blown away. That's exactly how. That's exactly right. Yeah, exactly. And you look and you're just like, okay, you're Josh Hanna. And you kind of raise up your hands and (laughs) wave the air at him. But for me, I'm just so basic minded. And I want to say, I know I'm going to shoot five different lenses. I'm going to do these different types of things for specific looks. I know how to walk into a gym and light it and boom, uh, there were, we're able to go, you know, within five minutes of setting up three light sets or five, five light sets in a gym and creating some cool lighting. And so like, that's what we'll be teaching. And I think it's gonna be pretty cool with that. Yeah. And I'll put links to, to it. I believe the workshops in mid August. Yep. And I know that you have an early bird going on right now. I noticed it on your, on your Facebook page. Well, I just oh. chatted with Josh. We only have three spots left. Oh, okay. So I hope it's not sold out by the time this podcast comes out. But uh, yeah, definitely worth worth checking out. Uh, do you have anything else coming up this year as far as teaching? Yeah, we wanted to book a couple more and just keep an eye out. Uh, it's States are still dealing with, you know, what are they allowed to do and not. And I get it, but don't get it because I'm like, what is happening? But Every state's different. So it's kind of on a need to know basis as we get there, then we'll let you guys know. And some states are pumped and we have photographers ready to host us, but we just can't seem to get through some of the doors because it's sports oriented. We need in gyms and uh, things. So. Yeah. 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 And, you know, hopefully 
people will continue to get vaccinated so we can get past this this delta variant because it's what's crazy what's going on in missouri and and you're part of illinois as well right now but anyway let's hope things that keep opening up again and and i appreciate you spending time to talking to us today it's been great getting to know you a little bit better and uh keep crushing it man i'm i'm stoked to see what's happening with you this year and everything else that's going on so anyway thank you for being on this week's episode of something new every week yeah thank you for having me it's it's always a blast and uh, it just kind of works with my sporadic mindset. I just get to talk a little bit here and there. So <laughs> <laughs> that's what this is. Something new every week. It's just, it's just this little, little conversations and getting to know uh, my friends in this community. So yeah. anyway, if you'd like to be a guest on this show, please reach out to me. I'm not hard to find. I would love it if you like and subscribe. Go to his workshop. Say hello to him on his Facebook page. He's a super friendly guy. Get to know this guy. He's uh, he's one of a kind. All right. We will see yeah. you next week on this, uh, next week on something new every week. Thanks again for tuning into something new every week. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you do enjoy these episodes, I love it. If you hit that subscribe button on however you're listening to this again, we want to thank our sponsor Miller's lab, millerslab.com. Great company. If you're not familiar with them, you should go check them out. Thanks again for tuning into something new every week. We will see you back here next week.